At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Burn Factory Podcast with Priest and Phoenix Rivera. Listen as the boys interview the biggest names in sports and entertainment. The Burn Factory starts now. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Burn Factory Podcast. I'm your host, Paris, joined by my co-host, my brother, the one and only Phoenix. Say what's up to the camera. What's up, y'all? This is called the Burn Factory for a reason. I was literally caught on fire. 50% chance to survive, but through that, started this podcast because I believe Every single person out there on this planet goes through a burn moment somewhere in their life. You heard Priest say a burn moment. So a burn moment is a super hard time in your life that you just have to fight and overcome. And me and Priest believe that every single person on this earth go through burn moments that truly build them to who they are. But what an amazing guest we have today. Our guest today truly has lived a life full of burn moments. She defines what it means to be persevering and resilient in the midst of trials and tribulations. And not to mention, she's a freaking badass. She is the number 10 ranked UFC flyweight in the world and has many championship fights on her horizon. So please give a welcome to Miss Tracy Cortez. What an intro. Oh my God. Thank you. I try. I try. Thank you. God, that's speechless <laughs> bruce buffer where are you at uh, oh right? <laughs> hold up phoenix is coming for bruce buffer's spot Let's did go. you guys hear bruce buffer though mess up in the fights this past weekend at ufc 295 uh-uh. in the main he event he called uh he was introducing uh uh alex pajera he goes fighting out of the red corner and he was in the blue corner. He's like, oh, fighting on the blue corner. Oh. Uh, I was like, uh-oh. I'm surprised no one his picked fir- that his up. His first ever. That's like his first ever. Yeah. I hate that feeling. Yeah. When yeah, you're no, embarrassed like crazy. that, you're like, oh, no. But he really puts like all his energy into those. Like When I when I see him, when I go to these fights, he's warming up. He's stretching. He's like 
working out his jaw, his neck. I'm like, he's bouncing. I'm like, oh, wow, he's really going to give it his all. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like he's about ready to go fight. He's yeah. sitting in the back and he's stretching his legs out. He's literally warming up. <laughs> Dang, that guy's going crazy. But, yeah. I mean, that's his job. He's got to go 100% at it. But, yeah. Tracy, I got to ask. Um, so we were all hanging out last night, and I was playing some music. Am I the greatest DJ out there on the planet? You have some gems. <laughs> you have some. I you guys hear that? I was taken back all the way from, like, El Flaco Pesado to Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Come so on. It was, it was, you had some bangers, yeah. yeah. Good. That's good. I'll take that and put it on my resume. Yeah. Where Phoenix, I need a resume. You know how you did with Tracy? I need any one of those. I should give you a resume the next yes. time? Uh-huh. Yeah. Please do. I, I want to feel it. I want to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to feel the love. But. All right, Tracy. So on this podcast, we do use the acronym BURN. So each letter is kind of a different time in your life. So starting with B, B is beginning. So take us to the beginning of your life. Were there some burn moments that you had to overcome that you could share with us? Uh, you Like the beginning was so beautiful. I, I had the most incredible childhood. Um, grew up with three big brothers. That's why I'm like such a like tough tough girl inside i mean i may show off a little girly but i'm pretty tough (laughs) (laughs) and um everything kind of like shifted on me and like in my life when i started hitting my teenage years my brother was going through cancer um uh i grew up in a very mexican traditional household so i was only able to go to school and back home i could yeah i couldn't do sports i couldn't do any extra like curricular activities um i couldn't have friends if i did have a friend i could never go over they had to come over um yeah it was just it was it was pretty hard once i started growing up and wanted to like you know and they say like oh you gotta let them go a little bit mm-hmm. like let them just grow up they never they're no like come back home cook clean stay in your room like, I was so sheltered. I was extremely sheltered. What age did that all kind of start to turn and you went out? So, um, I was young. I was, like, in middle school. I was in middle school where I was like, oh, can I go to the movies with my friends? And no. And then my, my brothers would all leave. And I'll just stay <sighs> home. And I was just, like, and I didn't get it. And I, to this, I now as an adult, it's okay. I understand they were taking care of me, especially because we lived in a bad neighborhood. Um, but Growing up, when you see your your other siblings, which are all older, like older than you, and you're the you're the youngest and the only female, you think you're almost like them, mm-hmm. right? I thought like, well, I'm one of like, I'm your kids too. Why can't I go to the movies? And they never give me an explanation. The only thing that they would say is because I said so, you know. And I was like, so then I'll be in my room and just ah, I was really into coloring. Yeah. Um. And then I would have a friend over and I was such a nice kid growing up. I, I like when I had friends, I would give them everything. Like, oh my God, I like this. Take it. Like, oh my God, you like it. Take it. Like it was just, it made my heart, my heart happy giving them things. So then my mom would see that they would kind of take advantage of me and then they weren't allowed, but she wouldn't tell me why. Like they're just not allowed to come over no more. I'm like, why? And they say, because we said so. I'm like, So I ended up rebelling at a really young age, really, really young age. I ended up rebelling. It's really bad. Did it make you angry, kind of during that time? No, I was. uh, Granted, my brother was going through chemo. Um, He had like radiation, open brain surgery. He had open heart surgery. Um, He had chemo. 
he had everything he could think of. It was it was insane what he was going through. And um everybody was kind of in their own world. Like my brothers had the wrestling as their gateway to like let out their frustration, right? But me, I wasn't able to do anything. So then I would find little Maybe that's why I like adrenaline. Uh (laughs) I would find these friends that were getting into trouble because I found adrenaline. Like, I would almost distract myself from what was going on. You know, because I went from seeing my brother, like, the strongest person you could think of. He was like Hulk to me, my oldest brother. He's the one I have tatted on my arm. And, um, yeah, it was, I started hanging around with the wrong crowd. I started doing drugs. I started at a young age. Um doing everything I can do to, as a gateway, as an outlet, because I wasn't allowed to do anything else, right? This, I just knew I had to be sneaky. It was so bad. It was, <laughs> I had to be sneaky. So I remember being in middle school, and when I was at school, that was like my time to have fun because I wasn't able to have fun when I was at home. So I would, I would ditch school. I would hang out with the wrong crowds. I wouldn't go to classes. Um, and then when the end of the school came, I was like, oh my God, I got to go home now. Cause if not, I would be, I would get a whooping if I'm later, if I'm home later than 4.30 or I'll get grounded or I'll be like obligated to do chores, more chores. Huh. So it, they were really strict on me. Do you think they were more strict just because what your brother was going through? Or was that kind no. of like from the beginning? Yeah. Was my, from the beginning? My, we call like machismos where it's like the woman stay at the house oh, this is so old school um the women stay at home and then the guys are able to work and be out and out and about whenever you were going through all those emotions with what your brother was going through what brought you out of that at such a young age of being all depressed and sad and i don't it's it's crazy because looking back now there's a big period of my life that i don't remember i i don't remember it's in, yeah. i just remember my brother, like holding my brother's head because he was on the on the bed and he passed away um, and just crying, going home. Then after that, everything's kind of just a blur. Like for maybe four years, three years. And then when I started like getting on my feet, I was like, maybe because my brother died when I was 15. And then at 19, my mom started getting really sick. And then she passed away a little before I turned 20. So five years later. And, but what got me through my brother was my mom was, I saw her crying and I was trying to comfort her. And she looked at me and she said, your brother was fighting for his life and you're killing yours. Oh, that one hit me. I just, that's, that one hit me. That's the burn moment right there. Yeah. That one, I was like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? I was like, I'm, and it, it hurt, it would hurt me to see my mom cry. Like, my mom was my guardian angel. You know, she was my best friend. She was the one that, that although my brothers and my dad wouldn't allow me to do a lot, she, Mika, and she'll come and she'll comfort me and she'll talk to me and she'll explain to me. Um, she always protected me. Always. Yeah. Then what age did you start getting into fighting? Uh, shortly after my dad kicked me out. Kicked you out? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he kicked me out, like, right before my 17th birthday. 16 years old. Yeah. It was cold. I, I had to be like November, so early December. Had to what, because shortly after I turned 17. What was the reason? Why? 
he caught me. Um, so this, so the one time I got, I get caught. <laughs> I, I was trying to be no. I got caught several times, but the one time I actually did it where I wasn't sneaking out to like go party or do some rebel stuff. Um, my friend calls me, Tracy. I need a ride. He was too drunk to get home, and he, I was like, Oh my god! And at this time, we only had like the phones where you could like call through the like we'll be in the kitchen uh, the and had a cord. Line. Yeah, yes. yeah. And I was like, Why are you calling so late? And he was like, I need a ride home. Can you pick me up? Granted, I don't have a driver's license. I don't. I'm 16. And I'm like, okay, I'll be right there. Where are you at? And he told me the cross streets. I go, oh. And I, we had no GPS. I had no phone at 16. So I like grab my mom's car keys and I sneak out. Turn, turn on the car. Don't even turn on the car. I just put it on neutral. And the, the driveway took me out. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be sneaky. <laughs> I was so sneaky. The driveway just rolled out. Then I turned it on when I was on the street and I took off, picked him home. He was so bad. Um, took him home, immediately went back home. I was like, okay, I like, I'm, cause I'm a, I'm a good friend. So I'm yeah. always there for my friends. And as I'm walking in the house, I'm, I'm trying to be sneaky <laughs> out for the door. And I look up and my dad's in his underwear is making a sandwich. And I'm just like, <sighs> and then he turns around super slow and he goes, Yeeha. he just goes, you fucking little girl and i was like dad it's not what it looks like like it's not it wasn't like that he goes get the fuck out he goes i'm tired of you and my mom woke up and i was like you know what fine and i like turned around and i walked out and i left and i never got back this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is safe it's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where'd you go? I, I ended up seeing a lot of friends' houses. A lot of friends' houses. Yeah. And then you just started getting into fighting and started making... Um. So back in the day, it was called The Lion's Den in oh, Scottsdale. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, it was ran by my brother's friend that's uh, ex-Cardinals. Uh, He's a football player. He was an ex-NFL okay. uh, athlete. And his name was Scott Peters. And he kind of saw what I was going through. And he allowed me to train there free. Just free. I was able to go in. And I remember I, that, was, that, that became my first like healthy outlet in my entire life. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't able to do any sports growing up. And when I did try... Um, my family wasn't really there to support me because they would go and see my brothers wrestle. So I would end up dropping whatever sport I was doing because I just wasn't getting that support. Uh, fast forward to my dad kicking me out. I'm going to the Lions Den now. Um, I end up. It's a, it's kind of a blur, okay? So <laughs> I, I end up uh, training there, and I'm there from 10 a.m. to the first jujitsu class until 6 p.m. All day, just training, taking it in, learning. I fell in love with the sport. And I was doing it for like funsies, you know. I was like, oh, this is fun. And, yeah. Um, someone said, hey, you're really good, right? Because I was tapping out. I mean, I'm not going to name drop. She's in the UFC now. But she was new in the UFC at the time. And I ended up tapping her out. And she was a purple belt and I still was a white belt. I, I was just picking up. I was learning so fast. I was there from, again, 10 to 6, 7, sometimes 8 at night. Wow. Um, and they're like, you should try to do an amateur fight. I was like, okay. You know, like, what do I have to do? They're like, nothing. Just keep training. I was like, all right. Um, and I did my first amateur fight in, oh, where is it at? It's like two hours away from Arizona. In Arizona? East. Is it like east of Arizona? It's like coming up to like California. Um, is, New uh, Mexico. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that's going like, more, a little bit more. It's okay. Oh, east or it's like coming. It's just like coming to California. Yeah. Um. It's no. Hold on. It's. Oh. I don't know. It'll come back to you. Continue. Yeah. Though. So, and I I knocked the girl out within like thirty seconds. I hit her and then she fell and I'm just like, and I look out of my coach and they're like, go. I'm like, oh, and I go and I start hitting her and they stop the fight and that was the most exciting thing i've ever felt in my life and after that i just got stuck did it, did it just feel like you unleashed a bunch of chains off of you in that fight no if at the time i felt i was like this is what jose felt and i felt so connected to my brother mm. i felt super connected which is weird you know like yeah but then people telling me i, I was i although i didn't believe it i had so many people believe in me in that gym um 
I started fighting. To I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna pursue this for for Jose. I'm gonna keep this is my way to keep my to honor my brother and keep his memory alive. Mm -hmm. So I stuck to it. And when I'm like, see, I'm gonna do something, I, I do it. You know. Yeah. Which is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. I heard yeah. you say something very interesting. You said during that time when you train, you felt so happy while yeah. training. Yeah. And then as soon as you left, you're like very depressed. Was that very true? Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, that would be, I don't, and I like, I don't know why yet. I just know like being there, being around good people. And these good people are lawyers all the way to people that just mow yawns or I'm sorry, lawns. I got a concussion, okay. <laughs> I, I'm slurring my words good, good. Um, And everyone was just so kind. And I felt accepted. And people believe it was just a different atmosphere, you know, um, compared to being at home and just being there with no one to talk to. So yeah. it was definitely um, a moment where I, uh, I got addicted to that moment of happiness. But again, because I got out and I was, again, in depression, grieving. Um, five years later, my mom passed away. And it was like, okay, I can't fall down this cycle when Jose passed away. The same way when my mom passed away. I need, I need to do better. Like, I need to make my mom proud. Because she saw me and for years, I was just not what my family wanted me to be. Yeah. You know? Uh -huh. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Everything plays out the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but going through your beginning of your childhood, it's definitely shaped you to the person you have came today. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it, it, something I say is um, uh, everything is happening for us. It doesn't happen to us, you know. Oh. And I really believe that. That thing, it, And it, I mean, I don't know. If people would agree with me, but this is how I see the losses in my life is like <clears throat> my brother had to pass away for me to get back on track. You know, my mom had to pass away, which I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's made me the woman I am today. Yeah. You know, I, I hold myself to a high standards and I have strong boundaries and I expect people to respect me, not because I'm someone in this world, but because I respect myself. So I'm, I hold myself, I don't want to say on a pedestal, but extremely high because of the woman that raised me. But if she were to be here, I don't think I would have done that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So I am the woman I am. It had to happen to me for me to be who I am today. Yeah, yeah. for sure. If your brother didn't pass, where do you think you'd be today? Uh, probably cheering him on. I'll be cheering him on. I'll be his. I'll be the the one in the stands. <laughs> Not sure. fighting though. No, because I remember when I was younger and he was training. I was like, I want to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And my brothers were like, Oh, you want to train? I was like, Yeah. And I was, I don't know, but I wasn't even. I think I was like twelve. And I was like, I want to train, and they're like, No, and they're like, you know, put the boxing gloves on her, and they put the boxing gloves on me, and they made me spar my first sparring session a pro boxer, a female boxer. I didn't even last 20 seconds. She hit me with one body shot. I fell on my knees and I was like, <sighs> and I couldn't breathe. And I looked at Jose and I start crying. Just, <laughs> just imagine, I, like this, this, she's a grown woman. I think she's like 20 something at the time. 
And I was tw- and she hit me with the hardest body shot. And I'm laying there and I look up and I look at Jose and he's just looking at me and I'm like, <gasps> and I start crying. I was like, oh, but I went back the next day. Oh, I still went back the next day. I was like, I'm gonna show you guys. Uh-huh. I'm tough. I'm gonna prove you guys wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's Pretty crazy. Strong. But all right, Tracy, it's time to go to U and Burn. It stands for unfortunate. Just like how I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I was unfortunately involved in a school science experiment that went horribly, horribly wrong by my teacher. Yeah. Ooh. And unfortunately exploded like a bomb in my face. And I was immediately rushed to ICU where I spent a week there. Had seven surgeries, one every single day with a 50% chance to survive. Because of burns, they were worried about my breathing stopping because of how bad my face was swelling. But whenever I found that out, that I had a 50% chance to survive, I was like, what's the one thing that's going to bring me joy? Because I can either sit and crawl up in a little hole in my bed and wish and wish and wish to be alive still. But I was like, why not? find something that brings me joy so i picked up my golf putter and i put golf ball after golf ball after golf ball into this little glass jar and i truly believe if that burn moment doesn't happen in the hospital i don't have this podcast nor am i talking to tracy cortez (laughs) or nor if i'm even alive still so i think it's it's really hard sometimes too because sometimes you're the one directly infected or sometimes you're the one who saw it yeah and I think it's it's very hard to see someone that you love go through such a traumatic experience. And knowing a little bit about your story, you were uh, kind of like me on on the outside of that yeah. whole thing. So talk about that that time. Obviously, you already alluded to your brother, but your mom too. How hard was that for you and what kind of yeah. brought you through it? That was the hardest one, you know. Um, my voice shivered a little bit. <laughs> uh, that was the hardest one, um, seeing my mom. Or reliving what was once a nightmare happening again. That, that was the hardest part where I, was, I had this, and I, and I still kind of do, this regret in my heart that Jose saw me just ruin my life. So that was my, so after he passed away and I had my mom, to me it was, let me be everything Jose ex- expected me to be. Because he saw nothing but greatness in me. Right. Even though I didn't see it in myself, I knew that's what my brother saw in me. So let me chase that greatness to honor him. But then my mom passed away and oh, man, I struggled. Oh, I struggled because that was my that was just my angel. That was my guardian angel. Like, no. And I'm not exaggerating, exaggerating this when I say my mom was the best mother on this earth and I stand by it. Um. <laughs> she is the most caring, loving, soft-spoken. She And I thank God she like dug her faith into me because if she wouldn't have and she passed away, I would have been so lost in this world. So for a long time, I was running off of my mother's faith and eventually... I started searching my own faith. I was like, okay, you know. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was a hard one, seeing my mom go through something that she saw her son go through. And because there's different perspectives, right? There's hers where she's going, she's suffering what her son suffered. 
and then I'm reliving a nightmare through my mom. So my mom saw me better my life. So seeing her go, I, I, was, I wasn't ready because I was only 20, where I still needed, she, there's no woman I look up to besides my mom. Like you could have anybody in front of me, the highest athlete or actress or singer, and they're, I'm, not, I'm not phased by it, but you put my mom in, I immediately get on it, and I want to be, I just wanted to make her proud. So she, my mom saw me better my life. And because she saw me better my life, I, I felt good. Like, okay, she saw me do good, you know? Um, so when she passed away, although I took it very hard, I was ready. But the one of my brother haunted me where it was like, dang, he never got to see me do good in my life. And that one haunted me the most. Does that still push you today? Absolutely. Like, I noticed, and I, actually, I, I recently, this last camp, noticed, like, because someone asked me, after um, Gloria, um, a dear, dear friend of mine passed yeah. away, they said, hey, do you talk to your mom? I was like, actually, I don't. I don't. The one I lean to the most, I talk to my brother. Like, I'm running, and I'm tired, and I'm in camp, and I'm crying. I'm like, because my body aches. I push. I don't need motivation. I push myself. I am a workhorse. I'll be running, and I'll be like, Jose, give me your strength. And I just, I lean on my big brother a lot, a lot in my life mm. yeah i think the hardest part when you go through tragedy is like the question why because i mean we have a big faith too and i know you have a faith but questioning god like why like for me it was him it's like he's freaking 12 years old man yeah. look at all these people in this world and as bad it is to say like why can't it be them yeah but i i honestly truthfully think for me i don't know about preachers much but for me that that's like when my faith was built the mm. most was during that time i've never felt more connected to god than during that time like yeah, really yeah. just leaning on him because he's the only one that could bring you out absolutely uh, only one and it's one of those things where i am I, um, I noticed in my life is i've never asked why right I, i've never asked why i was just i would always say god give me the strength give me the strength give me the strength give me give me the strength and he's given me the strength to He's pulled me out of some dark places, man. Like, no one has any idea, some dark places. And um, recently, this last year, this last year has been one of the most challenging years of my life. It comes close to the feeling of my mom passing away. Really? Like, I had some hard, hard days where I couldn't, if it weren't for God, I don't know where I'll be right now. And um, I realized I was, because I talked to him a lot, right? And uh, I was, I asked myself, I said, okay, I, don't, I said, God, forgive me for questioning you sometimes, right? I don't mean to question him, but I'm human. I, I don't want to know why this year has took, because this year was extremely hard. Why, not why this year happened the way it did happen to me, what are you trying to teach me? What is the purpose behind this pain? You know, and I think shifting your, your perspective like that, really, you're able to pull yourself out of it mm. because you're no longer playing that victim game. You're, you're saying, okay, I'm going to use this as a tool. This, is, this pain is a tool. And just so you know, God does give his strongest soldiers, you know, his, the battles that 
somebody else in this world can't can't yeah. even put up with. Yeah. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. I feel like God speaks through people sometimes. Oh, and absolutely. I feel like that's oh. what he did in your life. And oh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's almost like, what would you do without him almost? <laughs> kind of like what you were just talking yeah. about. And yeah. yeah, but during that whole past, this past year, what, what, what brought you? Was there, like obviously like this your year? faith did, yeah. but was there like anything that? Um, so this past year, I, I went through some things on a personal level that nobody's aware of. You know, I was hiding. I was I was battling. I was very, like, I was, like, going through the grains this year. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody, this year is when I felt the most love and support. But although I felt the love and support, I still felt this pain, this emptiness in my heart, right? So somebody invited me to go to church, um... I'm telling you, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. They invited me to go to church last year in August when I was going through it. I was actually getting ready to fight in December. And I started going going to church. And that's when I, for the first time in my life, felt like God. I felt the presence. I felt the Holy Spirit. And I broke down crying. Mm-hmm. And it was the most beautiful feeling in the, like, most beautiful feeling. And I felt so loved. Although I was bawling my, like, 
hor horrible. I looked scary. <laughs> like buggers yeah. running down my nose. And, but it was so freeing and I felt so loved. And I left there and I was like, wow, I want to feel that again. And besides fighting and winning, I've never had that feeling outside of the cage. So I found my, uh, my another love, you yeah. know, and I felt loved back. And I know if I didn't, uh, granted, so then, okay, like, I was about to get off topic. No, you're good. So then I got closer to God um, last year. And then the January happened, or yeah, December happened. And it was just like, I felt like the universe grabbed me and just freaking spinned me around and said, survive this now. <sighs> and I know if I did, if I weren't searching for God back in August, I wouldn't have been able to be here right now this year. Wow. Yeah. What, what about December? Like made you feel like you just got wrapped up? Um, I, so I was supposed to fight in Florida and the doctors didn't let me at all. And I went back to my hotel and I had my, I flew in my girl that braids hair, which Mimi, if you're watching, love you. <laughs> and I had my niece there and I had um, who I was with at the time. And I was just sitting there in shock on how I didn't get cleared to fight. What'd they say? Yeah, what, what it, happened? Uh, it's, it's a long story. Oh, okay. Oh. I know. It's, it's sad. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. And I, um, I just sat there and I had in one moment, literally in one out of the, say by 10, everybody was cheering for me. By 10.30, within 30 minutes, everybody was calling me the worst of the worst. For pulling out, you mean? Well, I didn't pull out. They the well, doctors like, for, yeah, not yeah. fighting. Yeah, the, the, I I was ready to fight. I was like, yeah. dude, I don't care what I'm I, I'm going through physically. Let me fight. They're like, we yeah. can't let you fight. And I was and I said, okay. And I had just made a post, my way in post, and then thirty minutes later, I couldn't even explain to the fans. Thirty minutes later, their uh, Tracy Cortez pulled out through medical reasons, and I'm like. <gasps> And the world just within 30 minutes went from cheering me on on top of the, you know, the mountain mm -hmm. to just dragging me through the mud. Mm. And I'm not one to, to I'm never going to go online and um, explain anything personal of mine just because fans already feel very entitled yeah. to our lives. Sure. So I stayed quiet. I stayed to myself and um, I got myself back to health. And right when I was doing okay, it's like, boom. Oh, I think it was my pec. I tore my pec. So they're like, no, well, you're out for the next four months. I was like, ah. And then that was on a Tuesday. By Friday, I tore a ligament that same week on my hand. Where it was the tiniest little ligament and I needed hand surgery. Oh. And they're like, okay, well, you're out for another six months. I was like, oh, my God. It's just like the never-ending never bad news. Never-ending from December on out. And I was just like, this year freaking sucks. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, this year sucks. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so grateful for my friends that I'm not, you know, discrediting them for being there for me. I love them. They were, they really, you know, showed, like, they were really there for me when I needed it. But. But most and foremost, like I just got closer. I just leaned on God. I needed mm -hmm. Him, you know. And uh, I'm sure you have you had moments where you're like, "How can this? How how can this happen to me?" And if it weren't for not just those around you, but 
I don't know if, how strong your faith is, but I know I wouldn't be yeah. here with you guys either. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's funny how it all works out because in the end, you fought in September and you told us yeah. something very cool yesterday, how um, right before they opened the curtains oh, yeah. <laughs> and you saw Tracy flags, Tracy t-shirts, and you said you literally yes. could have broke down <sighs> crying. I, oh, I don't even want to get that moment. Man, I, I just thought to myself, I said, God, you put me through so much to appreciate this moment. Oh, I don't even want to get that. <laughs> no, no. Okay. that was the most incredible feeling ever where, because there's always going to be trolls, always. Mm-hmm. But seeing so much fans come and support me after such a long layoff as an athlete it's scary to be out for so long because the sport moves so fast so so i was really scared you know i was like man my time is running fans are gonna forget about me i was on such a like good um what do you call it um like trajectory yes yeah and I was I was really lost, especially because all I knew, all I've known since I was 17, since my dad kicked me out, was to train. And I can't punch and I can't punch here because I have a torn pec. So I had to really sit there and say, okay, who is Tracy Cortez? Who am I? Aside from fighting. And I figured out, man, I'm a loving person. (laughs) As weird as that sounds. Because I'm never around my family. I'm never, I'm around my family, but not to the extent where, because I'm so fi- I'm so focused and I'm so addicted to bettering myself and wanting to be the best that I've never had the opportunity to connect with my friends on a deeper level. I never had the opportunity to, to connect with my family on a deeper level. So this year, not only was it the hardest year, it was a year where I found who I, who I was myself, you know, where... Oh, I love loving my people. I love it. It makes me happy where they come over and we do nothing and we have movie nights and I love being with my niece and I'm just, I'm a very loving person to those that I care for. And I learned that about myself. And I learned um, just everything of who I am more, you know, on on a deeper level as well. And so this year was definitely... A, a blessing but it took a lot for me to see it yeah maybe god saw in the future and gave you all those tough tribulations and then whenever that moment happened yeah, it- because i kid you not the second the, those curtains opened my family didn't even know that i was walking out through there i the first I, I i look up and the light hits and i just see my dad and all my family and all my friends and i walk out and everybody's holding their flags and I made flags with my face on it, Team Cortez. And I just saw it all around the stadium. And I was just so taken back. And I'm walking out and I I felt my lips shiver. I was like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I had to look down. I go, no, Tracy, focus. Like you're working right now. But I felt, I felt their energy. I felt the love and I felt so grateful. Yeah. And then later on in the fight, chanting, oh, and then, and then I heard and, I think it was like second round where they started chanting for me. They're like, oh, le, 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 le. Uh-huh. and I wasn't there. And I was just like, oh, my God, I never <laughs> thought I would get that. Because that's like an honor. That's just a big, mm-hmm. you know, that's a 
That's huge. You don't hear that often. You hear it out in like soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I don't even think you've heard it in like football. No, not really. You know, and you've uh, you've yet to hear it in in fights. Yeah. So exactly. to hear the olays, I was just like, oh, uh-huh. I was like, oh my god! It was such a beautiful feeling. Yes. I almost cried the second round too. <laughs> <laughs> you almost cried twice. I'm just a crybaby. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy how alert you are in a fight, though. To yeah. even hear that, yeah. Because a lot of people say that it just gets quiet. It's just you and the other person. Oh, to be able to no. hear that. I hear everything. You hear everything? Like when I get a good punch in and they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, another one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Kick. Dude. But like, oh, shit. Let me calm down. Yeah. yeah. Is it true that you feed off the crowd, though, in I a fight? Do. I do very much. Like I've heard fighters say um, when we were in quarantine, um, they preferred no audience. And I'm like, are you guys crazy? I said, we're performers. That is the, po- that is the point of fighting. We're to perform put on a show we're entertainers i love entertaining and put on a good fight and i i love when the crowd cheers i just love being loved yeah, <laughs> yeah. i love the crowd cheering for me uh-huh. but I, i'm also used to the crowd booing me like when i made my debut in brazil mm-hmm. and they were like boo and they were chanting in brazil like kill her to kill me uh, oh what is it uh Ooh, vamos. Ooh, vamos. yes Ooh, yes vamos. that's creepy and i heard it and i was like oh yeah I was like, well, you guys watch. I'm going to freaking kill her. And I, I like flipped the switch. Uh-huh. That was crazy, too, because you guys both like the missed scale. weight. But yeah. then you yeah. didn't miss oh, weight. You guys scale. Saw that? Yeah. Oh, shit. Because oh. the scale was off by like yes. half a pounder. Yeah. I think it was like 0. 0.7 off. And everyone, but I was thinking to myself, wouldn't everyone have missed weight then pretty much if it was. Well, some people like weighed in under. They would oh, say, yeah, oh, 135. So yeah. Yeah. So they originally, because I think me and her were the last ones to weigh in. They brought the scale up to the top where the sun, they moved oh. the scale. Oh. And they said, can you guys just weigh yourselves here? Because we have to go down. So I don't know why they did that test weight thing. They've never done that. Granted, now I know they've never done that. It was my first, my pro debut, yeah. the UFC debut. So I step on the scale. Okay, we're on weight. Let's go back down. She made weight. We went back down. Then we go, then we weigh our, ourselves in front of the media and we both miss point by point 0.5. We're just like. Hold on. We, you know, and the commission was there and everybody was like, they just made weight. So a few hours later, um, after they analyzed everything, they're like, that was, it was on them. And I'm so grateful that yeah. So they, did, they double checked and they said, okay, what was off here? You yeah. know? So did they re, did they like reweigh you guys again or? No, they just gave this. Oh, they, they just they, gave they, you guys. They, they, instead of um, announcing it that we missed weight, it was like, no, it, we were on weight. Yeah, they didn't take money off of our. Well, because sometimes, like, then you get the extra hour to yeah. cut. That yeah. would have been a lot worse yeah. if you guys and went you, down and tried to cut that extra yeah. half pound. Yeah. And actually, even then, I think I had another. I can't remember exactly what fight it was, but um, I weighed in at one twenty six point five. I had point five to cut, and the doctors again didn't let me go cut. It's because <sighs> I get so lean, I get so shredded. Yeah, insanely shredded, and they're like, "You can't cut no more." I was like, "I have a little bit in me. I have to uh-huh. go pee." Like, I just yeah. pee. Let me freak it. Yeah. I just pee. Like, I tinkled. Yeah. Like, let me go cut try. the last. Yeah. I have an hour, and they didn't give it to me. And um, the matchmaker called the man, my manager, and he apologized. He goes, "Hey, we're so sorry. Like, we had no idea if they were there, they would have." So that was probably, I think, my first time actually missing weight. Mm. Was that hard to like 
swallow it was because i'm really professional yeah i'm extremely professional oh, yeah I, I take my job very serious yeah. then did it lead over to like any like what ifs into the next camp almost like it did oh i need to like really start cutting weight yes well not not on my end because i my coaches know like i am when it comes down to cutting weight i'm not like i ain't no sissy i don't yeah. complain I look at my coach, and if it's a bad cut, because we've all had them, yeah. I say, hey, just make sure I don't die. <laughs> you know, I say joking them, like, make sure I don't die. Yeah. I'll throw me in the sauna. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and I'm in there, and I make the weight. I, yeah. I push through it. Yeah. Do you, you cut a lot? Uh, fight week? No. I no. cut maybe, sometimes I cut eight, sometimes I cut ten. This okay. last one, actually, I cut, was the most I've cut, but it was the best weight cut ever. I don't know why. Huh. I was so lean, I cut... I think I was like 13 over. That was the most I've, I've wow. been over. Going into fight week. Fight week. Right. And I was like, man, but I was water loading. Water load. And granted, I always water load. But I don't. I, I honestly don't know what was different. I made. I did one cut at night. And they're like, do you want to cut it? Because normally I cut it the same night to wake up on weight. Mm-hmm. I said, no. I said, I have five more pounds. You know, I lost a few the first cut. I said, let me... I said, let's cut the rest. I still have water in me. I said, let's cut the rest in the morning. And normally, I like looking pretty in weigh-ins. <laughs> this time, I was like, I don't care. I just weigh in. Let, let <laughs> yeah. me get cut the weight in the morning. And you could see it. I go in there. I'm, my, my cheeks are still red from the sauna. Like, I, saw, I came out the sauna, weighed myself. I'm going to wait. Let's go. Went straight to um, the weigh-ins, weighed in. My hair was still, like, had all kinds of sweet sweat on it. Yeah. But I went there so happy. Yeah. I was yes. only dehydrated for 15, 20 minutes. Do you normally cut day of? No, I hate no. it. No, you always do the yeah. night before. I always do oh, yeah. the night before. This is Noche? Noche UFC, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. was that like, though, after you got your hand raised and just all the past 18 months of just grinding? What 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 was that moment like? It was, um, this that camp was really hard because I got injured that camp, too. I'm telling you, this I got so injured this, this camp. This year alone was the most injuries I've had in my entire career. I've never been injured. I never pulled a muscle. I've never the most I think I have was was like a really bad uh, a really bad sprained ankle. Um, but prior to that, I ne- I've never had surgery. I've never been injured like this, right? Yeah. Um. So. What? Oh, I pulled a uh, my back out. Oh. So I couldn't train for like a week and a half, almost two weeks. I couldn't run, which is huge in my um, deficit for my weight. I couldn't wrestle, which is also huge in my game planning. So that's why I didn't wrestle, because I had a solid week of a week and a half of my first week of camp. And then after that, I was too scared to wrestle because I was like, what if I tweak my back again? Yeah. yeah. So I was just in there every day sparring, yeah. sparring, wow. play sparring, hitting mids drilling dutch drills everything was stand up everything and it showed in my fight yeah, yeah that's Hands for sure crisp uh-huh. and thank you bah, bah, bah. <laughs> then you got full jazz one oh my god i should have i should how, have done a jazz how did you how did you not just up kick or whatever you know what i saw red and I, that, I, that was very reckless of me i just i was like i just dropped my hands yeah. uh-huh. and then i think she saw she knew what she did cuz she started walking backwards as i'm walking forward and then she 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 was yelling and she but her she was I didn't understand her yeah and she, then, she's not American and then she no she's Canadian. Canadian yeah and she's like and then I just hear what uh-huh. and I'm like oh she's like what I didn't pull your hair and to me I'm like 
first of all, I didn't say you did, but you pulled my fucking hair. Like, you could see it. I put it on my TikTok, actually. Where you could read my lips where I'm like, you pulled my fucking hair. Yeah. And then I put my hands up and I go, put your hands up. Oh, my God. And then I remember. And then I'm like, pop, pop. Uh-huh. You got this. With the one too. Yeah. yeah. This portion of the Burn Factory podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Salon Suites. Please visit Phoenix Salon Suites at P H E N I X Salons S A L O N Suites S U I T E S dot com to find one near you. As you guys may know, I was tragically burned in a school science experiment by my teacher that gave me a 50% chance to survive. And through that, I have to wear sunscreen every day for the rest of my life and as being a golfer the brand i trust is kula man look at this bottle kula this just screams beaches waves and sun so let's give this a smell (sighs) the nice wind of a tropicana breeze this is smelling like hawaii our favorite place so next time you guys need sunscreen go get yourself kula you'll thank us later you're actually leading us right into our next letter. It's R. It's ridiculous. Um, unfortunate burn moments really make you who you are. And I think God has really prepared you through all their trials to to see a greater and a, and a bigger goal. But That's moving cool. into R, ridiculous. You kind of alluded the Jasmine thing um, with her pulling your hair. But is there any other ridiculous burn moments that you've been through? This year? This entire year was ridiculous, man. <laughs> <laughs> this entire year, man. I'm over it. I'm already ready for New Year's tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Besides that, I think that what another just another thing was we were at a something that was just so reckless, so ridiculous. I you would think you would clip your your helmet on, right? If you're on like a, you guys know the canams, the razors. Yep. Yeah, like the right? dune buggy yes. type things. Yeah. We were in the in the in the in, in Glamis. It's a huge event. Thousands of thousands of people come and we're there's fireworks and there's food and people are in the desert and we're barbecuing and it's a great time. But you have to be you have to clip your helmet. Well, I didn't clip my helmet. I don't know who I thought it was like Superwoman or something. (laughs) And um, when we flipped and rolled, my helmet came off and I just see my helmet and I'm looking at it and then I'm like, oh, shit. And we're rolling. Right. And I'm, I'm, I, as I'm, as I'm like twisting my head backwards, I hit the back of my head. Oh, like on the, on the, like like the pole. Yeah, like on like the, the poles of the doom buggies. And I end up, I, I'm out. I black out. And I just, I'm assuming I had to hit my head everywhere because I was so bru- worse than the fight. I was so bruised up. I chipped my, the back of my tooth. Oh. I chipped it. It's chipped right now. Uh-huh. I know. And, you can tell. And thank you. And like, if I laughed, if my smile is too big, you'll probably you see, see it. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, I just remember waking up and someone found my phone and it was full of dirt, and I was like, "Oh my god, my phone's dirty." And then I look around and I just see all my friends so worried, and I'm like full of blood. My head is like getting so huge, and my friend comes and puts pressure on it. She's like. You have to put pressure on it. She's going to get a hemo... What is it called? Hematoma. Hematoma. Yeah. And they Hematoma. start putting pressure on my forehead because it was getting huge. And I'm talking to the patrol officer and they're they're trying to contact someone to bring the helicopter to escort me to the ER. And I'm like, no! No! And everybody's freaking out. And I had I went like on like a fighter's flight. Yeah. It's like survival mode. And I had to calm everybody down. And I, I had to be the one there for everybody while I'm spitting out blood. Mm-hmm. And it was... 
traumatic. It was horrible. How long ago was that? Uh, a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. I still have like the red little, you can't see, you can't see it, but I still have like a little bump if I, like. Oh, you can't hit. tell. Thank you. Can't you. Tell. Uh-huh. It's sparring. Thank you. Yeah. Sparring. Yeah. Uh-huh. But. No. Because that means a girl hit me hard. Oh, oh, it wasn't sparring. It wasn't sparring. You walked into a door. I walked into a door. <laughs> Imagine. But yeah, uh-huh. that, you- that was that was also a reality check for me where it's like, man, I could have died. You know, that was very reckless. Me. That was, yeah. Did you ever f- worry about that if you would die from that, from bleeding in your mouth? or? I did. did. It, 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 I became like these last couple of weeks have been super emo- um, emotional and my level of like gratitude has just it's off the roof you know um because if i didn't i didn't buckle the first one the one that keeps you seated seated i only buckled the one in the chest which is like like literally like you know you guys know the dog collars yeah Yeah. it's that's all it is here so if i didn't buckle Buckle. this one i would have flown out yeah i would have been dead so that was definitely like also a reality check. And and now it's like, okay, now I have a concussion. I can't I can't train. You know, they now I can't train for another three three months, three to four months. So until what is it, December, January, February, March, March. sometime in March, maybe April. Gosh. Uh, cause I got I got hit in the head pretty bad. Like yeah. the doctors were like, Yeah, your brain is bruised and you have no internal bleeding, but at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff. Maybe maybe this is a wrestler that you need. Maybe it just allows you to get no, connected to the earth. I was ready. I was ready to just <laughs> like, no, I want to chase fight. that bell, you know? Uh-huh. But uh-huh. everything happens for a reason. If, if anything, I'm really grateful because now um, I wanted to fight in December, this, you know, this month coming up. But I, I had so many projects and ideas that I wanted to do. But if I would have fought, I wouldn't have been focused on what I want to do. So now I'm blessed to fully give my attention to the my first ever toy drive, right? I'm able to spend the for the 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 first holidays with my family in Mexico in a long time. I'm able to just enjoy the season. So again, perspective. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I actually do have a, a question for you because with traumatic experiences, like for me, like seeing him go through what he went through, it kind of opens your mind to like a whole different world like you come that close with death yeah. or experience death yeah so like you going through your brother's situation did it ever like i don't know how to word this but did it open your mind to like other things like oh shoot like maybe scared. i have cancer or like oh, maybe like yeah. did did your mind start to kind of psychologically do that because with him like i started fearing death too like oh. there was a whole six months of my entire life where i was terrified to drive because really? yeah because i was like man like he almost died. Like I felt like I was gonna die driving. Like get hit. Yeah. So I'm just curious if you kind of experienced that too. No, I almost died twice this year, right? And it was one of those things where, if it's my time, like I'm not gonna question God. I know where I'm going. It, but am I scared to die? No, I'm scared to live and not live my full potential. That's my biggest fear. That is crazy. It's scary. It's crazy. Have you seen it's- the robots? Yeah, I have seen it. You've seen the robots? Yeah. They've been doing them a lot at like the Chargers games and Rams what? games in LA. Yeah. They're putting them like in the crowd. No. Yep. Dude, Trippy. that's scary. And they like talk back. And, I would like, leave. I would have been like, and, they, and leave. Uh-huh. But they do like human things. The way they like look, turn their head and like, it's scary. I don't like that stuff. I don't like it either. I don't want them. I don't want them uh, working at a fast food restaurant whenever I go get my food there, because <laughs> you never know what they might. Have I would. Messed I would up. trust a robot doing my food more than a normal person. Really? Really? Because I'm at, just a, uh, you know what? If it's fast food, maybe if it's like a restaurant, like cooking and adding yeah. spices, and it's like no, because people make their little touches. Like uh-huh. no, it probably needs more salt. A robot. Yeah. A robot wouldn't know. They're not gonna be able to taste it. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Oh, you know what? I need this. But if it's a, <laughs> if it's a fast food, like. I mean, I don't, I don't eat fast food, but say like McDonald's or something, like they just put it on the patty or something. Excuse me, you got my order wrong. I'm like, okay, and you know they're not gonna spit in it or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. Do you like uh, to cook or no? I used to. You used to. I used to, and now I'm. I do so much, and I'm almost never. I I used to meal prep. I used to cook. That now it's when I'm home. I'm home for like a small period of time where my food kind of goes bad. When I come back home. So I eat, it's more convenient, especially because I live alone to just eat out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love cooking, but kind of the same thing. We travel so much. It's like, it's hard to, Yeah. but a nice like full week of like meal prep. I'm like, ah, oh, but good. then I, I do the meal prep and then say, I'll do it for like Monday through Friday. Then I leave on a Wednesday and then the rest of the food goes. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. I bought Dang some it. fresh apples right now. I'm like, I hope they don't go bad by the time I get home. Honey crisp? No, it was, oh. it's not, it's not Fiji. It's another one. Oh. 
I don't know. But it was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. The Honeycrisp apples are the best ones. Do you know those ones? I do. They're kind of like those the sweet are my favorite. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite. They were next to the Honeycrisp. I'll uh, tell you what, though. What's in season are grapes. 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 Have you had cotton candy grapes? No. What? Yes. They're flavored. Like they, they're, li- it's literally cotton candy grapes. Green grapes. What? Has really? anyone here had them? No. Are you cotton serious? Candy? I don't know. Are I, they at the I, store? I, yes. I really doubt that they're probably good for you. But like, I tried is them for actually, the first time last year, and they taste like cotton candy. But no, they're kidding. like actual grapes. But they're grapes. It what? is insane. It is ins- they're so sweet. It is Maybe AI made them. I don't know, but I was like, let me try these cotton candy. Maybe. And I ended up eating them all in this grocery store, uh, and it was an empty bag. I was like, uh-huh. the lady scanned it. She was like, I, I got grapes. hungry. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got hungry. We got a Vons. Maybe we'll go check them out. See if they have them. Mm-hmm. We should Why go. Not? We should, we should go. It. Uh-huh. Let's go. Cotton candy. <laughs> Cotton candy. On a mission. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I got to ask, so what, were you were you more nervous for the Contender Series fight than your actual debut? Then my UFC? UFC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like, whatever. I'm, I'm going to lay it all on the line here. Because not only is it win, but it's performance. You could win and I have a good performance and it's just like, there goes your shot. So, and, and then I worked so hard, you know, um, I was at that time, it was like my mom passed away. I was leaving. I was freshly out of an eight year, eight year relationship. So I was just having like losses after losses in my life. So I was just like, I need this. Mm-hmm. I freaking need this. I was working like three jobs. Um, so you could see it. I was there and I like, I, after I won, I just broke down. I was like, oh. mm-hmm. when Dana White called yeah. my name, I'm just like, uh-huh. just, just let it all yeah. out. Oh, I so couldn't cool. even talk. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God. Oh, I'm such a crybaby. I need to stop. <laughs> I'm such a crybaby. <laughs> no, you're good. I can imagine the energy in that place. Like for it's contender passion, series. you guys. Like, but you just feel everyone's nerves. Everyone's like on edge. And it's on like, edge. Everyone's like quiet. You hear every punch. You you hear like the opposite. You literally are sitting across the cage from the your opponent's family members. Yeah. So it's like you're yelling. They're cheering for me. And then they look and they're like, oh. and then you hear them and you're like, no, you go. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's uh-huh. so intimate. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I want to go. We need to go. Jacob, get us tickets. Come on. Jacob needs to get his tickets. I got you guys. Oh, you got oh, us? I got you guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. All three of us will go. Uh-huh. I, ha- I have to go. I want to experience it. When is the last? When is the? It's already done. Oh, Next year it? they start. Oh, let's, let's like do it. August maybe? Let's or July? It. I don't know when they start, but yeah. we'll have to go. Because yeah. we've been to no, the Apex for yeah. real fights, but Contender Series is a whole it's different. I love it. I love it. I walk around there like uh-huh. on the field. I'm like, hi. I'm like, yeah, I've been there. I've done that. But I go and I like say hi to everybody, like the, the security, the people uh-huh. in the kitchen. Like I make uh-huh. my rounds. Yeah. Make Everyone's rounds. so sweet. Yeah. I make uh-huh. my rounds. We went to the PI for the first time this past um, July. Was yeah, it? Yeah. We July. were in July and that place is so cool. I've always wanted to go there, but everyone's so friendly. Hey, yeah. how are you doing? Yeah. I was like, gosh, the culture here is un- unbelievable. Yeah. I remember when I first uh, went to the PI, um, everyone knew me. They knew me. They were, hey, Tracy, hey, Tracy. And I was so new. I didn't know nobody. So I felt, one, I felt rude. I was like, how the hell does everyone know me? But I don't know them. Yeah. Right? Because it's a new environment for me. And then I think one of the sweetest moments was I was talking to Megan. And 
she said, hey, she put me aside. She said, just so you know, you might not know everyone here, but we know you and you have everyone's support here. And when she said that, I was like, I was like, okay. Because uh-huh. like, I was very intimidated and yeah. I was I was young, I was shy, I was to myself. Uh-huh. And when she said that, I was like, okay. Like it was, it was a really good feeling. Uh-huh. So thank you, Megan. <laughs> That's cool. That's, the culture of the UFC is super cool. Yeah, we turn everyone security. Yeah. Oh, top I dogs. Mean, everyone is just so cool. But all right, Tracy, it's time to go to N. And it's kind of two parts. It's like now and next. So, are there any burn moments that you're going through right now, or any burn moments that you see coming up? Right now, yeah. You know the concussion, the the accident. Um, like I have my moments where I'm driving and I just full of gratitude and I break down crying like, oh, my God, I could have died. Thank you. Like, I don't know what my, my purpose is here. And I'm just praying like God holds my hand and just walks me through this life because I wouldn't be here right now. You know, so the concussion where my head hurts, I'm not training again. Um, so I'm definitely going through it right now still a little bit, but it's. It, uh, uh, something beautiful that I heard on a, a previous podcast is like the dot analogy. Have you guys heard it? Mm-mm. No. It's like when you look forward and everything is spread out, all these little dots, all these goals, all these all the people in your life, um, everything is just spread out and nothing makes sense. Right. On your trials and your errors and your highs and your lows and who your your relationships and your family and your career, everything's just spread out. You're like, dang, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but but I'm going to do it. But when you look back, all the dots line up. And you're just like, everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. You know, and that's kind of where I'm at right now, where it's like, you know what? The accident, the concussion, um, I'm still going through a lot of things on, on a personal level. And nothing makes sense to me right now looking forward. I just know the angle, and I know that I'm going to do the best I can, and I'm not... Um, my intentions are pure and I'm not going to hurt nobody because when I look back, everything makes sense. Everything aligns, mm-hmm. you know, so. Everything you went through is the person who you became today. Exactly. Uh-huh. But go, do you think going to Brazil and training was a big? It was definitely something that got me out of it as well. Huge. Huge. I'm a big believer in like grounding yourself. And in Arizona, I'm just, I, w- I was doing the same thing which wasn't helping me, you know, yeah. it wasn't getting me nowhere. So I went to, uh, I'm, I'm such a water person. Like I see the water and I'm like, <gasps> and I want to jump in. I don't know why. Like I went to, I went hiking the other day in Payson, mm-hmm. Arizona, and the lake is freezing, closing off, jumped in. Dang. Literally. I was like, oh my God, took my shoes off. It's they're a like, cold punch. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> no, you're cold not. Punch. And I was like, watch me. And I jumped in and I just felt so alive. And something about water that just makes me feel good. Right. Yeah. Like that's my although like the like a fire sign, I'm Sagittarius, like fire's my element. I just love the water. So I was in Brazil and all I did was train, going out at the beach. <laughs> I knew nobody. I took that trip on my own. I went This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference that's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule it's flexible simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you learn more at betterhelp.com that's better 
H-E-L-P.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.